Welcome to Rapid Roundup, a series where we take several games throughout the week, do many critiques on them, and let you know what we think. Throughout all of this, my name is Moriarty. And this is Brax. And this week, we'll be taking a look at Human Fall Flat. Choice. Mortars VR. Cold Iron. Later on in the week, on Wednesday, we're going to have the most important games of all time. This is the final of the three videos that we've done in the talk series, starting with your favorite game, moving on to the most influential and now the most important games of all time. Then, on Friday, we'll be taking a look at a game called Tactera. This is a strategy title from the maker of all of the other strategy titles in VR. It's another good one. There's a couple of issues that I would like to see him iron out to make this a really good one. But for now, let's round them up. Human Fall Flat is a puzzle game that is only fun with friends, and if you don't have friends, this is not a game for you. Luckily, I do have friends, but why is it not fun by yourself? Why is the solo disappointing? Because all of the fun in this game is the kind of fun you would have when your friends screw things up. Ah, I see. I know exactly what you mean. So it's kind of like a joke game. Like, you wait for funny things to happen. And if you're by yourself, then that doesn't happen as often. Or I guess it never happens at all, really. I can't make fun of myself. That isn't as fun, is it? Exactly. That's really the fun of this game, and it is a lot of fun when you get that going, is to have a bunch of friends and to essentially troll each other, to screw up, to make mistakes, to find funny things, and have someone else come over and look at that funny thing you found. Because in and of itself, it is a fairly competent platform puzzler. I've heard some things about Human Fall Flat. I've never actually looked into it a great deal. In a typical experience, if you get into this game with your friends, what is your goal? What do you do? Like, I've seen people play this, but I've never quite understood what was going on, if that makes sense. The goal of the game is just to get to the end. You have various obstacles in the way, and you just kind of get to the end, however you can do that. The fun part of it is to play with friends and screw them over from getting to the end. Or, alternatively, to find really difficult stuff and work together to get to the end. But it's never about actually getting to the end. That's not the fun stuff. It seems to me the most fun part of it, and the part that makes it so hysterical to play with your friends, is the physics. Am I right about that? Like, the physics create these really funny moments, right? Yeah, so you have control over your legs, and you have control over each arm. You can tell which one to grab and win. So you might only grab something with one arm, and then you grab something else with another arm. Gotcha. I always find those types of games funny because it's just so hard for people to mentally be able to understand that and actually make their fingers work all the different limbs. Kind of like that game Octodad is what it reminds me of in a way. Yeah, sure. Or Co-op or any of those kind of games. It's definitely a physics-based game where you just kind of have to learn everything. It's not that difficult to complete most of these puzzles. In fact, once you get away from your friends, if you're the guy who wants to be the winner, you can beat them pretty quickly by yourself. It takes a lot longer to beat them when you're with somebody. And that's the fun part of it. It's a lot of fun to 
have somebody pulling you off a ledge because they wanted to get there first. Yeah, and I am definitely that type of player. And most people that are my friends are kind of jerks already. So I can see lots of laughs being had in this game because people are trying to basically just screw each other over more than they are actually win. It sounds like a lot of fun. I also like your character. I love the little logos and his face and everything. That's really neat. It looks like you can actually customize your characters to give them a little personality. So that's nice. My skin was done by Aaron Animates. It's a really good game. This is $15, which does mean that it's slightly pricey for groups because you're spending 60 bucks to get four people into it. But I also think that at $60, you are getting a $60 game for four people. Lots of stuff in there. It takes a long time to complete. It's really good. It's a good game, and I had a lot of fun with it. But I feel like if you're only going to play it by yourself, you're not going to have as much fun. So it is absolutely, think of it straight away, this is a $60 game kind of expensive for my taste so yeah i agree if i were going to buy this i would make sure that not only did i have friends that were going to buy it with me but friends that were going to play it with me because i would want to get my money's worth and 60 dollars is about as expensive as they come without dlcs and stuff but it does look really fun and it seems to be a game that is popular enough that you know it will remain something that your friends might keep playing for a while so maybe even though it is expensive it would be worth it Choice is a game that prides itself on being difficult. It's difficult? Yes, it is difficult, but it's difficult in the worst possible way that I could ever describe. The game doesn't even explain to you what you should be doing. You are literally thrown into a dungeon, and you walk around until you find something to click on, and then that opens a door. After that, you walk into a hallway, and blades come from the ceiling and kill you over and over and over, and the game never gives you a tutorial. The game never gives you a hint. The game never even tells you what is this game about. It's absolutely pointless to me the entire concept of it so the main point is to get out of the dungeon but every time you do something something will happen and it will kill you yeah absolutely it just happens that way over and over and once you figure out one little part of it something else will kill you for me i just don't understand why anyone would want to play this because it isn't as if you feel like you're progressing for any reason at all it really just feels like a game that some people made so they could go, ha ha ha, we made the game and we know what to do and you don't. And we're not going to give you any hints or any story or any reason to play this game. You're just going to go around and click on stuff until eventually you figure out this little puzzle. And then you'll move on to the next part and the game will kill you again. And there's no checkpoints, there's no save points. And I think they were trying to do it in a way that makes players furious but in a good way but instead it just became really monotonous repetitive and boring and i did not understand what the point of me playing this game any further would ever be okay i mean there are difficult games where the whole point is that you will die and die and die and die and die again and again there's a lot of them they're out there cuphead is a game like that where you have to go out and die and you'll learn because of death so i don't necessarily think that Dying is a bad thing, but there's usually a story or some sort of a cool mechanism or something like that that makes you want to keep playing. No, this doesn't have a story at all. It also doesn't really make you feel good about figuring something out or making it any further. I just think it's really a problem when the developers admit on the information that they displayed for this game that it's a game you're probably going to have to use the internet to look up how to progress in. Like, that's not a good thing to advertise. That means that people are going to be spending time out of your game rather than in your game. 
Like, I don't want to have to use a walkthrough or a guide to figure things out. I would rather the game be challenging, yes, but also not completely impossible because the puzzles are so random that there's just absolutely no way to even know where to start. It kind of reminds me of the old Sierra games, the adventure games that they had, because what they would do is you had to find a, a weasel somewhere on one side of the screen and walk him over and poke him, and that would turn off the death fire in the last level. And if you didn't poke him, well, then your game is over. I feel like it's got a little bit of that adventure game mentality there, but it, those you were really driven by the story and you were driven by the long period of time that you had to figure everything out. I don't really see that here. It's too short and it's too quick. If it's the type of game where all of the puzzles are quote unquote unfair, then there's no reason, there's no f good feeling when you've completed it. There's no reason to continue. You don't have that. Oh, this was great. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, that isn't there. They want $3 for it, so it's not like this thing is outrageously priced. I think that's a fair price. I would not recommend it for $3 unless you really do see this and think, oh, I love games like this where there's no checkpoints and I'm just going to have to go through this level over and over and over and figure these puzzles out. But make sure that you understand there won't be a story. It really is simply about puzzles and dying. Those are the two things you can expect a lot of. Mortars VR is... A tank game, it is that game where you have tanks and you shoot over hills and stuff, only it's in VR, it's multiplayer, up to four players. When I heard Mortars, that is precisely what I expected. The concept of it sounds fun. I think that this sort of thing in VR normally works if it's done correctly. And the prospect of it being multiplayer is really the only reason I think I would be interested in it. So what is that like? What is it like to play with other people? Is it fun? Yes and no, it's incredibly hectic. For me, I think that the game that this most reminds me of is Job Simulator or VR Diner Dash. Any of those kind of games where you're handling a bunch of stuff all at once. It's incredibly hectic. Very, very hectic. There's a lot going on and you don't have a lot of time. So you have to constantly be moving back and forth and pulling and pressing and touching and pulling and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, bonk it and twist it and what's... Bop it. Bop it, you know, like there's all that kind of stuff going on in there while you're playing multiplayer against multiple people who are trying to kill you as well. That actually sounds fun to me. I like the idea of doing a lot of things at once. I remember... This was before I even knew a lot about VR. When you looked at VR Diner Duo, that was one of the coolest looking experiences that I had ever seen. And it was one of the main reasons that I started following VR more heavily. So I always like it when the VR experience is more of an active one. But this also looks like a game that I could only play for a few minutes before I might actually get physically tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a tiring game. After 10, 15 minutes, you will definitely be at the point where you're going, you know what, I think... Uh... I think I'm just going to kind of not play this anymore because it's very, very active. There's also a lot going on, and it's not something that you're going to immediately jump into and be able to say, oh, I understand what I'm doing. Because there are specials, there's power-ups, there's emotes, there's all sorts of random stuff and button placement, and like, there's a literal guide in the game. You pick it up, it's a manual that you pick up and you flip through and you go, oh, okay, well, this is where everything is. But you don't really learn about that until later. You get no, okay, I understand what I'm doing kind of thing going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. One thing that is bugging me 
and I could be totally wrong. How exactly do you tell if you are hitting your targets? Is there a, like a HUD or something? Because with looking around at all of these things that you're pulling constantly and bopping it and all of that stuff, like how do you really tell? Like if you're doing well or if you're missing everything? You see them blow up. So if you did a good job, they will blow up. If you didn't, then they're still standing there and you need to keep shooting them. Okay, watching this in 2D, it just seemed like I couldn't quite tell. But as we've said plenty of times before in the headset, I'm sure it's a lot easier to know if you're blowing them up or not. I don't think so. I think that this is a very hectic game and it takes a lot of time. I remember killing somebody and then I hadn't killed them, but it looked like I had and I'd moved away from them and then they killed me. So there's a lot of very hectic stuff happening. And I think that you're really just going to have moments of confusion. Yeah, it seems like that might be unavoidable in this game. How much does it cost? That's the nice thing. This is a dollar. Oh, that's not bad at all, actually. For a dollar, it looks to be pretty well put together, especially considering a VR game that can keep up with all of these things going on at once. So I don't mind that. I think for a dollar, I would totally be interested in this, especially if I knew someone that was playing it as well. Even if I only play it, you know, two or three times, I feel like, well, I only spent a dollar on it and it was a fun little experience. That's exactly how I feel about it. It's a dollar. It's an easy, simple dollar game. No loss if you don't enjoy it, but if you do enjoy it, then you'll get your dollars worth pretty quickly. Cold Iron is a gunslinging game in the Old West where you pull out your gun and shoot somebody in the middle of the street. Uh, this is great. We already got to review one Western really recently. Now we get to look at another one. This is super. So it's basically like the classic duels, right? Where you walk up and you both have your six shooters and you're ready to draw. And you both draw at the exact same moment and then you have to shoot them in the head or not. You get bonus points, presumably, if you shoot them in the head as quickly as you can and kill them in the street. Remember in Red Dead where you could actually do these same things? So it's kind of like that in VR, huh? It's like that in VR. I like it. I like the idea of it. It does seem like something that is pretty simple, not something that I would probably spend a lot of time in because I'm assuming that's the only thing there really is to do in this game, right? I'm sure it would get harder or more difficult maybe, but only one game mode, I'm guessing. No, you're absolutely wrong. There are other game modes where you can shoot stuff like you're in a Fruit Ninja, or there's even game modes where you have to follow and find the right guy. It all revolves around shooting, obviously, but there's hidden things where they're randomly going to turn into stuff and then you have to kill them. There's a lot of stuff in this game, actually. In fact, there was so much stuff that I don't think I've found all of this stuff yet. Oh, well, that is actually really refreshing, and I'm glad to hear that. I, my sincerest apologies for assuming so little of this game. Now that you say that, I'm a lot more interested automatically because I love shooting things in VR. I love the old Western aesthetic and the idea of being being able to use a revolver to do all of these different things is cool. It looks like there's also boss fights, which might give it a little bit of flavor and something different to do as well. So I am automatically way more intrigued with this now than I was originally. How much does this game cost though? This is a $20 game. Okay, I was expecting something about there, 15 or $20 based upon what you said with the different types of game modes. So from what I can tell, I think I would recommend it at $20, but what do you think? I think this is a good $20 game. It has an interesting story. It has characters with bows and arrows. It obviously focuses very much around the use of your pistol. So everything that you're gonna do is in the pistol, but it's so interesting and, and fun and cool. It's a wave shooter, but there's only one bad guy and you just have to get 
him five times in a row. So getting him five times in a row kind of reminds me again of what I was saying with the Red Dead thing, but also isn't speed about this? How do they really handle that in VR is, is what I'm curious about. Because I know with the Vive controllers, like how well done is the speed part? Because in a gun duel, you would try to be faster than the opponent. It's all about speed, and they're really fast. Your opponents are quick. In fact, you can pull off a pull at 0.4 seconds and still lose. And the fastest draw in history was at 0.15 seconds. And that's talking about real guns pulling a mountain clearing leather. And this is a VR game, so it's fast and they're quick and they will absolutely shoot you dead. As far as how it works, the Vive is a fantastic tracker. It's incredibly authentic. It knows where it is. If you have a dead battery, that's a different story, but the Vive and the Oculus are both really good at what they do. Absolutely. So I have no problems with any of that. You have to keep your controller down near your waist and it has to be tilted at whatever angle and then you pull it up and fire. And you can do the real quick hip fire. You can try and pull it up in front of you and line it up if you're fast enough. So it's pretty realistic and it's pretty accurate and I really did enjoy it quite a lot. That's awesome. That is exactly what I was curious about and to hear you say that it works that well is another pleasant surprise for me. It seems like everything that I ask about this game you only have positive things to say. So at this point all I can say is it looks awesome. I would definitely play it if I had the Vive and I would totally recommend it at that price, $20 for anyone out there who thinks it looks cool as well. So I know that you really enjoy hypothesizing. So hypothesize for me. What are the most important games of all time? Well, based upon evidence that you've already provided, one of those would have to be Doom, right? 1993. I think another one would have to be one of my personal favorites, Metal Gear Solid. I think... Final Fantasy VI would be a good candidate because I think that defined JRPGs in a very specific way that became the norm. But I'm going to catch a lot of flack for that. There's there's earlier games on Nintendo that are more important. Zelda on Nintendo. I think that was, what, 87? So there are a handful of them out there. I'm just really just listing things off the top of my head right now. So I will tell you that there are ten games, and only one of the games that you mentioned is on that list. Probably Zelda. And they're not all the kind of things that you would normally expect. What I did is I made a video that is very much about what the most important games are. And I feel like the definition of important is really <laughs> important. So we will first define what an important game is, and then we'll tell you what the most important games are and why. Yeah, important I could think of in a number of different ways about what that means. So, like, if I think about it in one particular way, I automatically think of, like, Super Mario Brothers and, and Pokemon, things like that that are actually, you know, just pop icons, things that, that made people aware of gaming that had never heard of it before, that actually took over the public sphere in a lot of ways and, and made people talk about these things. So there's games that are important in that way, and then there are games that are more important in a more nuanced way that is deeper within, like, gaming itself that only gamers would know about. So, 
there's there's a lot of different ways to think about that and automatically i'm interested to see how exactly you define it to be honest and which games are going to be there this is going to be really really cool i'm excited it's a little bit more list video than i've ever done which means that everybody who's ever watched a mini me video and decided that they were going to come over here will be right at home this is the most mini me video i've ever made <laughs> all right then well I am interested to argue with you, for one, because if your list sucks, man, I'm not going to take it easy on you. Good. I'm really excited for that more than anything. I so much had fun with the Doom video, but there wasn't a whole lot to discuss there except about whether or not you agreed with me, and then it was kind of it. And the more fun videos that I had was things like Your Favorite Video Sucks, where people were telling me why their favorite video... or your favorite game sucks, where people were telling me what their favorite game was and why it was their favorite. And then with the horror games can't be scary video, where people were explaining to me what their thoughts about horror games and jump scares and things like that. So this one's going to be definitely much more of a community-based one, and I'm really excited to see the discussion on it. I think it's going to be really, really fun. For sure. So guys, go ahead and get those lists ready. So as soon as the video comes out, you can go ahead and post it in the comments and say, Moriarty, you have no idea what you're talking about. If you don't get these MS-DOS games off of my list, I swear. <laughs> uh, I think when I think off the top of my head, there's maybe two or three that are even on the same platform. As with most of these talks videos, it is a completely different video than anything I've ever done, which is the best part about the talks videos for me is every single one of them is completely different to anything else I've ever done. Yeah, and the results are always interesting to see. I can always tell when someone has fun with something. And it seems like with your talks, you always truly do enjoy making them. And you're always happy to share it. And I'm always happy to see that. I, I love when people are proud of their work. So I always like to see what you've come up with next. And the fact that each one of them is a new experience for you. I'm always interested to see how is this one different from the last one. And... <clears throat> It's just a really nice, different take on our videos here on the channel. And I think it's something that is, like, really spicy, right? Like, imagine a Cry More stew, and the talks are, you know, whatever gives it that kick that you like in your, your soup or your stew, like garlic or or maybe it's, it's some kind of special pepper. I don't know. But that's what the talk videos are for me, and I always enjoy them. <laughs> Who's like, mmm, garlic stew? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that people put in stew that gives it a really potent flavor. And I'm like, well, garlic's mm, always Boy, this, this stew, man, it's so garlic. Mm, that's what's really kicking it up is the fact that it tastes just like garlic. It's just Bam. nonstop garlic. Bam. Put the garlic in it. Bam. <laughs> ah, excellent. Additionally, I have sort of an announcement, kind of, in that this Friday, when the Tactera video is out. After that video, you'll be able to watch me in another video on another channel. Are you excited to hear about that, Brax? Absolutely. I always like to see you do collabs because Lord knows I get tired of being the only person that has to listen to you ramble on and on. So who is the victim this time? So what we're going to be doing is I have grouped up with three other YouTubers uh, who I met on a larger channel and 
we have decided to do some collaborations on a weekly basis because it's something that I don't really get to do. Like, I don't get to go out there and just kind of do fun comedy montages. I'm not Fitz. Nobody comes here for the montages. So I get to do that on a different channel. The channel's name is called Players One, and while there are no videos on it yet, you can absolutely subscribe now and, of course, click the bell because, hey, that's what you do. And then you get to see it when it goes live, and then you get to be, you know, some of the first people on this next super channel when it has 25 million subscribers. Neato Mosquito, I will be sure to give it a sub so I will be aware when the video pops up on there. I've seen you do some tutorials. <sighs> tutorial. I've seen you do some collabs before that were montage or, you know, a little more lighthearted in nature. And it made me giggle a few times. So I have confidence that, uh, that I can recommend his videos in the same way that I recommend games. So be sure to subscribe to, what did you say? Players one? Players one, as in ready players and ready player one and players one all combined. It's such a good name. I really like it. It's neat. I like it too. You know what? Nobody likes you, Brax. <laughs> Why do you always abuse me? So there you go, guys. If you like this video, please give it a like and also share it. And if you didn't, then don't do either of that. But if you did, you can also watch another video up there in the corner. And as always, we'll see you guys on the next one.